0: Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24/7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com/symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub.
1: to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on? It's your boy, Hayes. Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. At the top, you can follow me at CEO Hayes, that's CEO You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soap Pod or at The Awaken Soap Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us at. And on this week's episode, we have a few guests actually. Um, we got Miss uh, Shay Slays uh, in the building for We Are Jumping Back Into Something I Haven't Done in Quite a While, into interviewing uh, black entrepreneurs. Um, so that is a great interview. I can't wait to give you. That's replacing the In the Mind of Hay segment um, on this week's episode. And then we also have an interview with director Brandy Webb, whose uh, movie Betrayal of a Nation, um, in which they're putting America on trial for crimes against uh, African Americans and society. Um, so be be sure to check out that film and check out that interview. And then lastly, we got my cousin in the building, uh, Matt, a.k.a. Demdata, um from uh we got my cousin Matt in the building, aka Dem Dada. Um, make sure you check that out. Uh it's me, him, and also uh Corey from the Socially Unacceptable Podcast. We're gonna be talking about music, what makes an artist legendary, Lauren Hill. We got a lot of stuff. It's just a great overall conversation. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get into that. First, we're going to jump into the interview with Shay Slays. So, we're going to get into that right after our intro music, which starts right now. The
0: following is a Breaks Media podcast.
2: You are now listening to the best podcast in the world The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad.
1: are actually skipping my dark and twisted crazy ass mind this week and we're skipping it to highlight black entrepreneurs and so the first one that i have up is um a woman who built her own fashion line off nothing but sheer strength and will and determination we have miss shay slays in the building and so uh first the first thing that i want to ask you is how did you get started in being an entrepreneur.
0: So I can go back to, I guess just really the start. Um, I was in the fashion Academy in high school. So, you know, this was already my world from a young age. Um, I was born and raised in in Jamaica. So coming here to America was, you know, my parents, my mom brought me here, um, for better opportunities. And, um, my mom actually came here like two to three years prior to coming to get me and my sister. We stayed with my dad. And then after we moved here, my dad moved here. Um, so, um, fast forward, I, I gave that Island background because the parents, they yeah. don't understand the create the creative side of things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they want you to be a doctor, lawyer, teacher, all of those things that they think, you know, is, is the, the right path. And, you know, But for some reason, my heart always led me back to fashion. It just made me feel good. It made me feel good to make other people feel good and look beautiful and feel beautiful and confident. So, um, actually last, not last year, we're in 2021, 2019, I, um, I booked a flight to LA, um, for one of my friend's birthday. She lives in Atlanta and I was like, girl, meet me in LA. Let's go to beauty con. And so, um, I was there like a day earlier and I learned that the fashion district was in LA. Mm-hmm. And so I went walking, went for a scroll, a stroll down the street. And these two guys like just stopped me in my tracks and they were just like, wow, you're so beautiful. Are you a model? And I was like, no. Um, they were like, well, we want you to model for us. And I like, didn't even know these guys. I just followed them into an alley that they told me to come with them. I was like, okay, they wanted me to like (laughs) model their stuff. I was like, okay, sure. Why not? So I went into their studio. Um, and within seconds I was already modeling like their vintage clothing and stuff. And I think I had did post that on Twitter. Um, I started my Twitter just like as like a fun thing, but obviously now it's like business, Mm. but, um, So, yeah. So they told me where to go in the fashion district to find certain things. And because I told them what I had in mind. And so I didn't have much time there um, because it was just like a weekend trip. So when I came back home to Miami, I like literally was like, what am I doing here? And I ended up just like booking a one way flight back to L.A. like the same week. Wow and booked a one way didn't know how long i was going to be there i packed enough clothes for about a week but i didn't know how long i was going to be one of my friends from florida was living there at the time and she was like girl you can stay with me you know and i'm a person that don't like to be in people's spaces for too long so mm-hmm. once i figured out that i was it's clearly moving like more than a week i had to call my parents like they sent, they shipped me a box of clothes um, cause I, like I said, I didn't have clothes. I had to shop for clothes. Now I had to find somewhere to stay cause I didn't want to be in this girl's space for so long. Um, so I was like Airbnb in it, hotel in it. Like I literally went broke (laughs) because I was like trying to fund this dream of mine. I was trying to learn all of the things that I needed to learn. I was going to the fashion district every single day, trying to like find my vendors, my manufacturers, connecting with people for tags, for clothing, for fabric. And so it just became to where I literally ended up being there for a month and two days, not even planned. Um, I even got a job like the first week I was out there because I was like, well, I'm going broke. How am I going to fund me being out here? <laughs> yeah. And I ended up quitting the job like literally the day after I started because I was like, I did not come here to work for anybody. Like I came here to do my own thing, to like find my own like voice, really discover what it is that I want to do in this fashion world. And so I ended up quitting. Um and I went. I really did go broke to the point where my dad like sent me a picture of his debit card. My mom mailed me her credit cards in the mail. Wow. Um, she ordered from Capital One and had them mail me like a like you know the authorized user mm-hmm. whatever card. So um, that's how I was able to kind of like stay afloat with like food and like just finding a place to stay and moving around to like whatever was cheaper as far as like hotel Airbnb things like that and then finally I was just like um I did a photo shoot while I was there with one of my friends um you know with the inventory that I bought all of those things but then I was just like Shailene you're like you cannot keep depending on your parents you know like they you can't like I I felt so bad using their money. Mm -hmm. So I literally was like, it's time to come home. Um, you know, and that was within like the first, like two and a half weeks. But when I called my dad, um, he was like, you know, like you can't come home. I took a, I saw your vision board and it had the Hollywood sign on there and you're right where you need to be. And I was just like, it's not a coincidence, you know? And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to stick it out. And I stuck it out as long as I could. But then I was just like, I can't keep, you know, running up their money and I'm an adult. Like I need to be responsible. So I need to make the adult decision to just go home. And so that day I literally threw my, my brand launch up there and it just did not go the way I wanted it to go. I didn't even see a penny. Like nobody even clicked on the site. I was like, dang, why did I do like, I rushed this thing. So when I came home, I ended up just giving all the inventory away because it was things that I couldn't even fit. So I wasn't even the model mm-hmm. and like the brand is my name. So it just it just all didn't it was just too rushed. And so that was in September of 2019. And so um, January of 2020, I um, well, I remember going viral for my a video that I posted of my style while I was in the hotel room in L.A. And everybody just asking me what I was wearing. They were loving the confidence. They were loving the vibe. They were just loving on me. And I was, you know, pe- girls were DMing me, like just appreciating the fact that I was so unapologetically confident in myself and my body. And I realized that when they were asking me what I was wearing and where is it from, I was sending them to New York and Company, Fashion Nova, pretty little thing. I was sending them to all of these brands that are already established when I already have the resources and knowledge myself to put that money back in my own pocket. Mm-hmm. So that's when it clicked for me. And so January, I was just like, all right, we're going to do this because you did not literally go across the country, a five hour flight there and back to, and go and went broke and all of the things that you went through while you were in a, a new city where you basically need nobody you know, to just come home and just not do anything about it and to just continue to be regular and continue to just sit in your brokenness. Like, no. So, um, that's when I was like, all right, we're going to go for it. And crazy thing. I just, February 2nd, I phoned a friend. I'm like, Hey girl, what are you doing? Like, I need, I have two items that I found. Um, it's plus size and I'm just going to launch with these items because they can fit me. I'm going to be the model. You're going to take my pictures. And that's how it went. And we went, literally went to, um, Palm beach, downtown outside, took some pictures and launched that item. And the support was so real that day. Um, and I was so grateful and I was just on a high. I'm like, no, we're going to keep this going. And, um, and so in February I didn't goal set, but in March, um, I started to goal set. I made a goal for like $2,000, I think, because I was like, that's what I made in February without even goal setting. Let's, let's do that this month. Um, and when the pandemic hit, like the, that was in the middle of March and that's like a month in, um, the end of March, I ended with 11 K in sales, like within my first, basically my first month. So, um, it really was like, it showed me that I was walking in my purpose finally. And that was like, all I've wanted to do was, was make an impact while making an income. And being that I was making an impact on so many women, like girls would literally DM me, text me crying, like with, the fact that like I'm helping them find their confidence by just literally being me on the timeline. And that just made me so grateful. And I, it just sparked that it lit that fire onto my ass to just keep going. And so, you know, while everybody was telling me to go inside because it's a pandemic, I was like, no, I need to twirl with these dresses. I need to give the people what they want. And actually, I want to put out there that February 2nd, I had no idea this was my great grand, this was my grandfather's, my late grandfather's birthday. I just learned that this year on my one year anniversary, um, he passed away in 2018 Uh, and my dad just told me that literally on my one year anniversary on february 2nd i like went to my parents and my dad was like you know it's your grandfather's birthday i'm like it's my anniversary what (laughs) and i didn't know that i'm like listen the universe makes no mistakes like i didn't think of february 2nd as like a date it just happened you know um it just happened naturally so that's how i got started is i just picked up on the fact that everybody was loving the energy loving the vibe loving my style and i had the resources and knowledge and it's something that is dear to my heart fashion so i just decided to you know put that money back into my own pocket and, and start my brand. I was always a a great salesperson. I was top sales. Every, every job that I worked at in the beauty industry, in retail, I was always number one every month um, in sales. So I know how to sell. (laughs) So that was a given. Um, And the jobs that I had really molded me to be great at customer service and to just, um, really connect and build those relationships with customers. And that's how I build my brand is by just building that community and really building a relationship. I'm not really salesy at all. Like I just tell them to go get it and they go get it. Like <laughs> I just really build that relationship. I really like making my duty to know who my girls are, to know what they want to ask questions and to really connect. Like I give them access to me, like no other brand owner I've seen. Um, so yeah, that just works for me.
1: That's awesome. And I think like the, the great thing about your story is that you did it all your own and that you were driven by pa- nothing but passion. And that's that's what makes it special. Um, and then, you know, we social media is used for a lot. And there's a lot of craziness and hate that sometimes spread on social media. But it's such a, a great tool to use, especially for entre- entrepreneurs and creatives if you want to build. And so uh, thank you for sharing it
0: yeah you're so welcome and to your point it really is social media is really what you make it because Mm -hmm. like i said i got on there for laughs like i i really was just like i'm i'm getting on here i hear Twitter is funny i got off like i was on early when it started like 2019 but obviously i was in like high middle school high school so it was just like a bunch of drama whatever so i decided to get off in like 2013 or 14 Mm -hmm. and i didn't get back on until 2017 and so i really like built a following i built you know, Shay Slays to 23,000 followers in less than a year. And that was taken away from me, you know, in November. And And I'm, and I'm just, just crazy, but you know what? I'm okay with rebuilding. I'm already at almost 10 K in two months. Like that shows you like I'm intentional about my community and intentional about really building that relationship. I became an influencer on accident because I had to be the model for my brand. I am the face of my brand and the name granted. I do want to put out there that I do, um, I do plan to incorporate other models and other women of all sizes, um, at a later date, you know, when, when the budget, yeah. <laughs> um, when it, when it plays into the budget as of right now, I will continue to be the face and the name of the brand. Um, but I do want to give the girls what they want and I know that they want to see that inclusivity. So I want to put that out there that I will be doing that later on. Cause I know there was some controversy around that in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, at the beginning, I was really sensitive about my shit and I didn't want to hear it. And I'm like, well, why can't I model my own stuff? So I'm just going to put that out there that, yes, I receive it. I understand what you guys want. And I get why you want to see women that look like you so that you can get an idea and gauge what that would look like on you. So I will be giving you girls that very soon. So definitely.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So best thing what is the best thing about being an entrepreneur
0: the best thing is literally doing whatever the hell i want (laughs) what i want like okay i think that's the best thing is just like being able to just be on your own time um and to create your own schedule to be your own boss like i think that's the best thing for me but also um to to see the impact that I have on others is really dear to my heart like that really like does something for me
1: that's awesome that's awesome it's it's and I I try not to make this serious about me I don't know if you know like I saw I started photography in a video production company and like over the last year of doing that like I've seen it go from like me getting hired to like do like five-year-old's birthday party till now mm-hmm. somebody just hired me to do this web series that they want to do um oh wow and so it's like it, it's 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 amazing and I found photography by chance like I literally got a camera yeah. to start promoting my podcast to, like do little promo videos and like when mm-hmm. I got the first one I was like you know what I really really like this and so I learned video and stuff completely self-taught now like I'm at the point I really I'm releasing my second short film in two weeks so it's like it's a, it's an amazing feeling uh when you, Wow, when I'm so happy
0: to hear that. That's so good. Listen, god be working, okay? Like you think that, <laughs> that you're just bag. doing a hobby and like oh this is just fun to you and then it becomes so surreal. And so exactly like social media definitely plays a part too in being intentional about how you use it for business, but I'm so happy to hear that. congrats to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh Ooh. so I hate asking this I I probably need to find a better way to present this. It's not what's the worst <laughs> let thing me hear it, let me hear it. What's the worst thing about being an entrepreneur? But I, I guess it's better, like, what's the most difficult thing? Because if you're doing it, if you're in your passion and you're in your purpose, yeah, it's, it's not, not really the worst. It's thing. not the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just difficult.
0: So, the yeah, so I think that you found your perfect wording right there. What's the most difficult? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the most difficult thing about being an entrepreneur? Um, I think for me right now is to just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the most difficult thing because um, constantly, mm-hmm. Like, I'm always on go, like, it, it, and it gets so draining. It gets very draining, not because I'm not doing what I love because I am. Mm-hmm. It gets draining because of I don't have balance right now. Like, sense. we have to find the balance. Um, last year was so, like, you know, obviously now I'm going into year two. It Last year, my first year was really, really rough, man, just navigating as a new entrepreneur. And, you know, when you work a nine to five, it's like, this, things come so easy because you have somebody telling you what to do, but you being the boss, you're the one that has to make all the hard decisions. And I had to make so many tough decisions. I I mean, like I people didn't even really see the behind the scenes I've had to send out cease and desist like on the spot, like I've had to pay a lawyer and lawyers and not. I literally didn't even have a lawyer when this happened. I had to walk up to my front desk at my office and say, hey, um, can you give me a lawyer in the building? And they were able to give me a lawyer. And he was like, yeah, it's going to be $300 an hour for me to send a cease and desist. And I was like, well, can you do it in an hour? Because really, (laughs) I'm not even supposed to be paying for this. But I really need this person to stop running their mouth on social media. I really need this person to stop doing this. And um, someone tried to literally, they signed a a non-disclosure with my brand and thought that they were going to steal my vendors and start their own shit wow. um, while work, while working for me. So um, that was something that I had to do. So that was one of the difficult moments and one of the hard decisions um, that I had to make when I decided to dissolve that business and that partnership with that person. Um, and those, that's just one of the things, like I, I went through just so much in my first year. That's like, I still had to handle it with grace. And that's the thing you cannot like just run. I had to learn. You can't just run to social media with all of these things. Like, even though I want to show people the good, the bad and the ugly, some things I really can't put out there. Um, and so the most difficult thing for me right now is to just literally keep going when I'm depressed. Like when I lost my Twitter account, I was so depressed. I was like, damn, like, I built this shit brick by brick. Like that man said (laughs) brick by brick. I literally built this. I felt like all my hard work was like just gone to like, just gone down the drain. Um, and I was like, dang, I really don't feel like rebuilding right now. Like, but you know what, that really lit a fire onto my ass. That made me realize, okay, even though Twitter is 95% of your business, you might need to tap into other social media apps. And so I became intentional about growing my Instagram um to where now I'm a, I'm a paid influencer 2 months into growing. So I'm getting partnerships every week. Like I'm securing at least 5 to 10 partnerships a week and collaborations wow. per week by just intentionally like okay I'm going to focus on this too. I'm not just going to make this my sole focus. So it really is hard to keep going, but I I've learned strategies and habits to keep going um by You know, when you work a nine to five, you know that you need to get up at a certain time, meditate, whatever, get your mind ready for the day. But you got to be clocked in at that job at that time. So I've set business hours for myself um, to, to say, you know, this is the time that you have to be in the office, not in your car, in the garage, in the office and actually working from this time to this time. These are the days that you're shipping because you have that on your website that these are the day, these people's orders are going to ship out. So I'm intentional about that. I'm intentional about my self care Sundays. I, I really, I'm like, I'm not working on Sundays because I was working Monday to Sunday. So, I was being, I was getting drained, um, and even though sometimes on Sundays I, I'll open my laptop and I'll be like, "All right, I see an email, I might as well respond to it," because I'm not that person that's like, "Okay, it's Sunday, you emailed me, I'm gonna wait till Monday to email you back." Like, no, if I see it, I'm gonna respond. If you DM me, I'm gonna respond. So, you know, why not? I have my phone in my hand. I'm not doing anything. I might as well. So, I do little stuff like that here and there. But I'm intentional about not going to my office. I'm intentional about self love, self care buying myself roses, lighting a candle. I'm intentional about those things on Sunday, finding the balance. Um, I'm intentional about being present in my relationships, my friendships, and my family. Like, it was times last year when I would, like, I would be with my my ex and we would literally be at dinner eating and I'm working on my phone while we're eating. And he's just looking over there like, dude, can you like, can we just have a moment? And I'm like, dang, I'm sorry. Like, let me just, I gotta, I gotta take this payment real quick. Like she needs this dress. And so I became really like intentional about being present in those moments because that caused a strain, you know, on, on things. So, um, just really finding the balance and being intentional about Keep going, like, and being consistent and not constant because that's how you get trained. So I live by that: consistent, not constant. Don't constantly do the same thing over and over. Just be consistent with what you're what you're doing and forming those habits. Don't be wrapped up in the numbers. Form the habits, and your numbers are going to literally skyrocket. There you go.
1: There you go. I was gonna is that your tip? I was gonna ask last question. I mean, is, is give it give a tip you, to any anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, but I think you just did.
0: I mean, no, that's not my t- well, it could be a part of the tip. Okay. So consistency, consistent, not constant, <laughs> and form habits, not not be wrapped up in numbers. But I do like to leave off with affirmations as mm, my tip. Okay. So my affirmation to you guys, whoever's listening, is um delay is not denial and rejection is redirection mm. so that's my tip De- delay is not denial and re- rejection is redirection i always say no means next literally i don't care for the word no like it, it's not it, it literally means nothing to me like I play around and I'm like, you know, people like I don't like to hear the word no, but in my business life, it just really means next. Like when I slide in the DMs of a customer and I'm like, hey, girl, these are the new items for the week. Let me know what you love, you know, Um, and they're like, oh, I don't want anything this week. Okay, that's fine. All right, babe catch you next week and i'm on to the next person hey babe these are new items like awesome. what is it like it means you know like when somebody tells you no to an opportunity it just means the opportunity just wasn't for you it didn't align with you move on to the next one so yep that's my tip
1: <laughs> well there it ha- there you have it go ahead and give them your social media so they can follow you and reach out to you if they if they so choose
0: Yes. If you connect with me or resonate with me, uh, my social media, my Instagram is on the screen. It's at Shay So C-H-A-Y-Y-S-L-A-Y-S. My Twitter, my new Twitter is not Shay Lays. So not, and then C-H-A-Y-Y-S-L-A-Y-Y-S. Um, and you can find all the links to like my brands and all of that um, in my bios for all my social media. That's perfect. Well,
1: thank you again for taking time out to do this with me i I can't stress enough how much this means i really want to use my platform to highlight more black entrepreneurs so i really want to thank you for that
0: yes i love that thank you for reaching out to me and for the opportunity to be on your platform being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that i've ever done
3: i have my own company but i'm a mom first
2: a young open mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're
0: growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we could be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up 10. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our, our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Young came into existence.
1: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. And I have two people who are family to me in the building today. We're going to be discussing Lauren Hill, uh, her legacy, everything else. But before we get into any and all of that shit, let's introduce my guests. First up, we got my brother Corey in the building from Socially Unacceptable. What's
2: up? How y'all doing? Uh follow us at a dope little podcast. It's all there. It's weird. I'm, I'm not sure what to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> still, like on the
1: <laughs> <laughs> Then we also got my family in the building. My cousin, Mr. Demdata himself. What's going on, bro?
3: Man, tell him, man. Happy to be here, bro. I finally got a chance to come in the building. <laughs> this is dope, man. I'm super excited to get this show on the road. Man.
1: Uh, definitely, man. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. So Lauren Hill, as we know, her album just went diamond after being on the market for like 23 years, and that sparked up some discussion. About if she's a legend or if she just happened to make a legendary album, I personally think that the the question is an easy answer. But because people are talking about it, fuck it, why not? Let's talk about it. So first off, miseducation of Lauryn Hill. What do you guys? Where do you guys rank it as far as
3: the classic? Oh, in my opinion, it's yeah. definitely a classic. I'd Undisputed, album. like yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, I didn't even know that was yeah. something, David. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that was um. That's what we talked about. It was a discussion on that. Like oh, right. the album. The album flat flat out is is a historical album, man. That's Perfect.
1: Some things are just unquestioned classic. Like you, you just it's culturally you just don't even argue if it's a classic or not. It's one of the best albums of all time. Um, I think also like people get caught up on the fact that she only had the one album and then she had her fall and then she they they like making the jokes about not showing up for concerts and shit on time. But fuck all of that. The album, the body of work. I don't care if she never. Picked up or wrote a bar again in her life, that album solidified her as a, as a legend, period.
3: Right, right. And I think even get the legendary status, you know, what her contributions have done to music beyond just the album. For sure. You know, we're even writing for Aretha Franklin and Whitney Houston. Leo! Hey, go! Leo! Go! Go! Leo. <laughs>
2: Leo.
1: Leo. go. go.
2: Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Take him
1: upstairs
2: Come on, man. Nah, ah, It's good cool. You just made me want one, <laughs> <laughs> For Reg, want one. But,
1: but yeah, yeah I mean, I mean the, So the album is definitely a classic She's an all time great performer And I think people too And I guess we'll get into the conversation If she's a legend Outside of just the album But people forget that Lauryn Hill With the bars Was fucking dangerous oh, yeah. Has one Still to this day Has one of the best Versus directed at Tupac, man, woman, or child. And people forget about that shit. So, what do you guys think?
3: is, bro. I went in back and looked up on some of her freestyle. Mm-hmm. Bro, what she was doing off the dome even back then. You know, really challenging the system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was calling people to the music industry, uh-huh. everything. The way that she did is so articulate. Uh-huh. You know, hey, bro, she, she was a dope
2: artist, bro. That's a
1: fact. That's a fact. Corey, One of what the
2: things doing? that I got from her is like... and. I didn't appreciate it at the time when I first heard it, but like, as an adult, the miseducation helped me understand what love really is <laughs> yeah. and became comfortable with talking about it with my homies while we discussing the album. So it's like, just by that fact alone, being able to create that discussion and being able to be vulnerable about something that really wasn't talked about a whole lot in music at the time, That's fact. Mm-hmm. to me, that by itself like, makes her a legend of my eyes. Yeah, because of her impact in the way she had on the way I listen to music, hands down, like no no contest.
1: Yeah, what do you what so? What do you think about like when people say that she's not a legend? And this is this is the way that I look at it is that not only is she a legend because of her own solo album, but the Fugees wouldn't have been what the Fugees were without Lauryn Hill.
2: The Fugees was the first rap album I ever owned. Okay, I was I want to say seven years old. In Virginia Beach. It was like the first CD I found. Put it in Ready or Not, all of that. Mm-hmm. Just, like hint. Mm-hmm. It was one of my first introductions to hip
1: hop. Makes sense. That's crazy. And so, like,
2: I'll forever, like, you can't tell me she's not a legend. <laughs> <laughs> right. And even but. the music videos, when she's sitting in the theater rapping, I'm just like, that was the first time I seen people that look like me on TV yeah. preaching. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, for sure.
1: And then, Matt, before you go, the one thing I want to point out, too, is that as many people that they talk about how the public likes to push, Fair-skinned black women. Why don't we acknowledge that Lauryn Hill was probably the first dark-skinned rap female rapper to be a household name? Go- Keep in mind, I was in Ger- I lived in Germany when the Fugees dropped, and you could you couldn't go anywhere without hearing the shit in Germany. So that's how that's how spread the Fugees were, and Lauryn Hill were like at that time. So like, what do you what do you think, man? I
3: think I, I, I give her legendary status because how her influence is. Her musical influence has affected generations after her. Mm. You know, like, you, she doesn't get credit for being one of the most sampled artists, but you hear her in Drake, Beyonce, Rihanna. I mean, legendary artists that's, that's, that's running the game now are coming from under her direct influence.
2: That's a fact. Mm.
3: You know, like, you really didn't hear about people having R&B rap albums collab together mm. from the same artist. Yeah. You know, like, Drake got his whole style, in my opinion, from what Lauren Hill set the example from. You know what I'm saying? So see what that example is has taken and puts it to other artists that's living on. Mm-hmm. That's legendary
2: status, in my opinion.
3: Yeah,
1: you and
2: you, Even if you think about the way the miseducation was structured, like with the skits and like, I actually felt like I was in the classroom. Yeah. I felt that also paved the way for a lot of ways, a lot of the albums that we deem as classics were shaped. Like, if you think mm-hmm. of how, like, just structurally, how Good Kid, Matt City is structured, it tells you that story mm-hmm. all the way through. I felt like her albums was one. I don't want to say the first, but one of the first to have the impact on me that did that. Yeah. That I could just sit through and listen from start to finish and be captured all the way through.
1: It's it, yeah. It's 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 one of the best concept albums of all time. One of the best albums of all time. You can categorize this as hip hop. You can categorize like how the album itself can't be denied. And then like Lauren Hill's, like what she meant to the culture, and, and Matt, you touched on is that there are people still to this day, whether they even know it or not. Are riding off the coattails of what Lauren Hill was able to establish for female artists at that point or time. So at, like the question of is she if she's a legend, like the fact that and I it's it would be different if it was like 20, 25 year olds that are having this question, but this is people our age, 30 mid 30s, 40s, having this conversation. I'm in this Facebook group and this dude was like, There's no way in hell that Lauren Hill is a legend. And I'm like, how how do how can you say that so unequivocally that she is no way in hell a legend? And then this is so one of my uh, co-hosts Marquis on the Breaks Radio pointed this out, um, and you let me know where you guys think about this. People don't doubt Andre 3000 as a legend, right? Would you say universally?
3: He, he's the go-to man. Okay, boy. you know, Ross. Exactly. Yeah. And so <laughs>
1: people having the argument that Lauryn Hill only had one album, Andre 3000 to this day has never had a solo album. But what he was able to do and meant to the culture and like his features, he killed everything. Lauren Hill not only is part of one of the greatest groups of all time. she has one of the greatest solo albums of all time, and I'm not comparing her to three thousand. I'm just saying that if you look at their resumes, sure, Outcast was around longer. They had more longevity, but that's because the fujis the Fujis never broke up,
3: man, I'm, I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, it's it's
1: interesting. who do you guys think uh the second part of the conversation? so we've established Lauren Hill's a legend for anyone who's doubting that and listen to this. you guys now know Lauren Hill's a legend. But in music, coming up, who do you guys think has the potential to reach that legendary status of, like, the newer age? And by the newer age, I mean, like, two thousand artists that debuted 2010 up until now.
3: Um, I got, Nip definitely would have been there. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. And even the way his passing went on, you know, and I think his music has highlighted more since. Definitely. You know, that's actually getting that reach. So I definitely got Nip in there. Um, I think Cole has that ability, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know them type of cats. I I think I I see them on that that progression. Okay, that can do something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was Kendrick, of course. I feel like yeah, that's that's. that's, that's yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, like every yeah. music conversation I have with anybody, I got to take Kendrick off the table because that's uh, like exactly. It. Um, but for me, like just because I really like uh the whole TDE, heavy. Mm-hmm. I think Schoolboy Schoolboy Q would definitely hit that legend status for what he does, the way he does it, mm-hmm. the energy. His energy matches the depth of his content, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot, a lot of times when people listen to him, they just they, all, they hear energy. But if right. you actually listen bar for bar what he's saying, he's spitting with the best of them.
1: Okay, the thing that Mayho, and I, I, Schoolboy Q is fucking amazing, so I'm not taking away from that, but do you think that Schoolboy, A, doesn't do very many features, when he doesn't drop an, have an album either coming or out, he completely drops off the face of the earth. Do you think that's going to hurt him reaching legendary status?
2: Oh, no, not at all. Because I feel like a lot of the greatest, do. Kendrick does it. Like, he'll drop an so album and then we yeah. won't hear from him for yeah. years and then we see him. He's record, he's shooting a music video. Yeah. And then they drop unexpectedly. We're not... We don't... Can't prepare for it. But, um... So, yeah, I don't think that... It, and I like that in my artists... Maybe it's just because the way I listen to music and the artists that I follow. I like artists that disappear for themselves. that like who aren't yeah. always updating their social media because that kind of just shows me that they're human, too. Yeah. Right. And that's... I... And maybe it's just because we've been podcasting and talking to artists, I relate to the artists who are like open about stuff like that. Like, yeah, they they go away, but when they're working, we know when they're working. Like, we can always expect something unless they say, "Yo, I'm done."
0: Yeah, for
2: sure. So I don't think that hurt them in the long run. If not, that um, lack of avail- availability will help. Okay. Right. Like Frank Ocean, who did who drop a classic, disappear for ten years, They come out with another one, mm-hmm. disappear like i think if a lot of artists did that i think that adds more to their craft and you can tell when they're really focused and locked in and it shows in the project when it comes out
1: i can't argue any of that that all right cool uh staying in, staying <laughs> staying in tde what do you think and this is because this is a guy that i really fuck with um what do you think reason's progression is going to be you were going
2: to ask that <laughs> mm. i knew you were going to ask that and i did not want to answer
1: because i, I now let me let me set the stage i think reason has the potential to, to even with one and a half albums since they're not counting his first album as a full album anymore for some reason but reason has the the ability to get there for some reason for me the i get the feeling from reason he's still trying to chase that mainstream hit and he doesn't fucking need it and i think that hurts him as an artist if that makes sense whereas like schoolboy everybody else in tde they do their shit like j-rock having a huge hit with Win was just off the fact that that was just a song he fucking had fun with he wasn't chasing a single at all. Like, you never get that feeling from almost anybody in that camp. But Reason, like, I love Light It Up. But when he dropped that shit, I'm like, what? Why? Why this song? You've been gone for a year. Why this song? What do you guys think?
2: And I think that might be the reason, that reason, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, because he he's a phenomenal artist. But for me personally, he hasn't done anything to, like, separate himself from, like, other artists along that same vein. Like, maybe it's just, I don't know if it's whether The Flow the delivery, because mm-hmm. once I actually like, oh, you tell me this is reason I tap in. I'm, I'm a fan because I love his storytelling and things like that. Yeah. But like just off of face value, he sounds better with Dreamville artists than he do with exactly. other artists. Yeah. And sometimes I can't tell it's him. Like somebody be like, oh yeah, I'm playing this reason song. So, but like, and then when I listen bar for bar, is still dope. But to me, he hasn't done anything to separate himself. And I don't know whether if that because that kind of speaks to the chemistry maybe with between his flows and the beats. They yeah. all just sound so similar to me okay and so that's my really only problem with reason i like him as an artist but i just don't you can tell he's still working through chasing something like you said yeah. and um i think it shows in the music uh,
3: man, what do you and think? i'm thinking
2: because of that like i really haven't
3: followed reason too hard okay you know because i mean because like you said it doesn't it's not anything that really separates itself to me what i do here or here like oh that's him oh, okay, yeah, that's dope. Mm -hmm. You know, like the uh, Lamborghini, Lambo, the Lambo trucks. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Fired, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But when I I go back and try to listen to other things, like, oh, okay. It's not that. It's dope, but it sounds like something something. I've heard before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially with TDE, when you got J-Rock that done came so hard, you see what Scooboy done did. You know, like, that level of standard Mm-hmm. it's a little bit higher on that side, in my opinion.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, yeah.
3: so so what you're going to do that's really going to separate yourself?
2: And I can't imagine the pressure being on that roster alone. Oh, man. Like, because uh, Isaiah Rashad, one of my favorite mm-hmm. rappers, like, even outside of TDE, one of my favorite rappers to date. Like, um, and then, because I was watching some old interviews he did talking about, like, how he had, like, struggles with addiction. I can't imagine being under the kind of pressure on that, that lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I also want to take that into account when I'm listening to Reason, because, like... The first thing we bring up is like everybody else on TDE compared to Reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you gotta, I try to keep that in mind when I talk about Reason because like I like him. I just can't wait to see when he develops his own sound and because their roster is crazy with like Mm Zakari, Sir, Mm -hmm. they cover everything and he just hasn't set himself apart just yet. I think he will eventually. And when it does happen, it's gonna be big. I just don't think we're there yet.
1: Makes sense. That makes sense. What? So when you guys look at legends, right? And I know we're talking about people who could become legends. There's a few different like the way that I break it down, there's a few different categories of what made people legends. You could be a legend for what you do culturally, you can be a legend for sales, you can be a legend for a combination of everything, or just you can be a legend for great music. Like Black Thought is a legend because the motherfucker can literally you can just hand him pieces of papers with words on it and he can rap have you either
2: one of you guys ever been to the Roots Picnic? Mm, I haven't. I've always wanted to. See, go right, right. going to the roots
1: Going to the roots picnic solidified Black Thought as one of the greatest MCs of all time. In my and I'm, that's why I'm not saying rapper. I'm not just like MCs. The way that he commands a crowd and the second to I always say Bust. People always laugh. Buster Rhymes the greatest live performer I've ever personally seen. I if, ever, okay. I if, if you ever, if you ever went to see, if you ever saw Buster Rhymes at his height live, he put on a show. But Black Thought is right underneath that for me.
3: Now, like I said, I haven't been to the Roots picnic, mm-hmm. but I have seen the Roots live. My first concert, we went to um to up to Cleveland. CeeLo opened, <sighs> Jaguar Wright. <sighs> Come on now, the Roots and the Cass. Mm. That was my first concert. Okay, Just see all them do they thing and their element. And this is like oh two maybe.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Bombs Over that just came out, so it was right to stake on you. Okay. To see that show live, and that's what really put me onto the Roots.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know the way they got down, and you know, and, and as a musician, to see the
2: musicianship what they did with the Roots band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aren't they like the only all-black band for I don't even know how many years now? I Believe so. <laughs> My lifetime.
3: <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Like Yeah. So yeah, I feel you on that. On thought, that boy got go. Yeah. You see what he do live, like they're amazing man.
1: And he started off when I saw him at the Roost picnic. He came out and he he literally just as he walked out, just started. It wasn't a song or nothing. Just started rapping. And like to see the people in the crowd eat off every word of a of a song that none of us have ever fucking heard was it was life changing for me. <laughs> literally, it was life changing for me. Um, but like we talked a lot about rappers. Let's get into R and B. Who who's who's the R and B legends? But for me, Masago is the only one that I could think. Of. Sir, I know you're a sir person. But Masego, to me is like he's the cream of the crop in R in R and B for me right now.
2: For sure. I um I'm I don't want to say I'm just now recently getting hip. Because like I've listened to interviews and stuff he's done, mm-hmm. but his music is phenomenal. But if we talk in R and B, and I wanna get your guys' opinion on this too. Um for me, I'm in love with the weekend. Like I'm I'm a day one weekend fan when when uh his hair was short and homeless. Mm-hmm. He had the Echoes of Silence, Thursday, and the House of Balloons. They were all individual projects that yeah. they right. eventually put the trilogy. But like when those first came out, so to see him go from that to performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, yeah, like to me, he will forever be. Granted, now take all the con- step away from the content, just to watching his story and growth. Oh, he's forever one dude, of my yeah.
1: favorites. The story you can't deny, her. but the weekend's music always for me has been hit or miss. Yep. Legit. For me, it's always been hit or miss. I can't think of a time that I listen to a Weekend project and walk away from it thinking like, "Oh, this, this is." I always it's bits and pieces for me that I take away from.
3: It. See, I got Weekend. He's more he's more of a playlist artist for me. Mm. Really? Yeah, but I but honestly, that's a lot of new R and B for me. Period. Okay. You know when I when I'm thinking R and B, I'm still that late '90s, early '2000s type 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 mold. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of newer R&B get the songs that I kind of like, put them on the playlist. Mm. Mm, he might end up with two or three tracks, but
2: <laughs> that, it ain't
3: something that's really making my rotation. Okay. But I respect yeah. his musicship. You know what I'm saying? My musicship. Like, he's a beast. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, but most of it is hit or miss. So give me my three, <laughs> i ride them hard. And you know. It's,
1: that's me too. Really, yeah. gonna keep moving. Cause For Because to really? me,
2: I see him like, he a modern day prince. Like, mm. <laughs> who can sing like Mike. He
1: got vocals. I mean, he can sing. It's not. It's not. It's so like his vocal ability. You can't take away from. I almost more prefer the shit that the weekend does for other artists than himself. Really? It, it's just not. It doesn't resonate with me, man. And I. And I. Like I said, I know. I thought you would say, sir. You put me on, sir. First time ever on socially unacceptable. You put me on, sir. When you guys were recording in the uh the other building,
2: sir. I love, sir. But I. And because I always believe music is time and place, so with Sir, when I found Sir, I was going through some stuff that his music spoke to directly. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, like, um, and that's why I always have trouble talking about legends and top fives and greatest, but just yeah. like for me, music is where I'm at. Uh, yeah, what's going What Am I going through? Does it connect with me? Am I right. receptive to it? So, like, Sir well, forever just because the um, the album November, I actually like November more mm. than his latest one just because of where I was at the time and how it helped me. And that's just. And after talking to y'all, I'm realizing that's really how it is with my music taste in general. With Lauren Hill, because um, like one of the first, and, we, and it's funny I bring up Black Thought because the first music video that comes to mind, like in recent memory, and I know I'm going off on a tangent, was "You Got Me" with Erica Badu in the oh, Roots. Love mm, it. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Like I'll, I'll never forget. It was like '95, '96. I'm sitting in my godmom's room. video's <laughs> on so TV. Like uh-huh. I remember this vividly, okay. and that was like my introduction to hip hop. And then after that, I found the Foodies album and all of that. And so, um, my bad, I just went on a tangent there. But yeah, The Weeknd, for me, I think, is forever a legend. Like, he got Kid's Choice Awards off the same songs he's talking about below. Yeah. You can't tell, yeah. like, his presentation <laughs> of his material okay. is fire.
1: Okay, okay, man, who you got as a legend? That.
3: Man, I'm looking more, I got music. Okay. That music soul out. And I don't think he really gets the credit that he deserves, even with his pen. Like, the boy is a beast. He got time in, you know. I mean, the albums that he's put out, he got classic hits that's going to go down, wedding songs from here on out. You know what I'm saying? When you got substantial work that's going to pass generations, I think that's what I look for when I'm thinking legend. That's going to get you in that type of standing. But I think he's somebody that should be brought up in that conversation more, that really doesn't get the credit.
1: I like that.
2: You're right. I'd never hear his name brought up in top it, we, we take we take
1: legend for, for granted. granted. I mean music for granted, right? Like I really do feel like and you saying that just brought it all home because music has been A, he's been consistent. Like what what are we about two, three decades in for music? I was still in middle school, I think, when music debuted. So like we're two de- decades in with music soul child being around for a while and yeah, he just and he just oh hell, he just had an album. Was that last year, the long ass <laughs> <Yes>. album? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: so all right, I like that one. I'm I was at UC. He came and did a free concert. Did like a two-hour set. You know, they used to bring in artists all the time. Mm. But dude broke the show down and did damn near a half a Prince concert. And when I say he killed it, bro, Crazy. you know, I mean, I thought Prince was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was at the bank. The boy is cold, man. Yeah. Like so, but these type of artists, they don't get the recognition, man. But he he he, he, he the truth.
1: All right. All right. I like that. I'm gonna go with a super underrated one for my next one, who I think is and this isn't R and B, but somebody who I think is a legend that probably will never get his flowers. You may be too young for this. I'm not <laughs> trying to age his amusement. You. No, you good, you good. Devin the dude.
2: Oh mm. yeah, legend, for sure. Oh. And, and, and so I remember I was
1: listening up. to Devin the Dude. It was about, I think it was after Drake's second album dropped. I, I was at work listening to Devin the Dude. And it, I worked with some people who were younger than me. And uh, they were like, who's Devin the Dude? I was like, is he a rapper? Is he a singer? I'm like, oh, he's everything. He was like, oh, so it's a Drake clone. I'm like, first of all, Drake wishes that he could be as good at both as what Devin the Dude is.
2: Man. Oh, wow. Devin the Dude, bruh. No, I'm late. I'm maybe second half back catalog Devin the Dude. Okay. But. At a time where I started to learn more about life, is when I got introduced to yeah. Devil the dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense. Makes sense. I get it. Never been the same since. Like that Sweet 420, mm-hmm. phenomenal project. His interlude, where he just, even if it's just him crooning on the beat. Like yeah. I still, I, yeah, for sure. You got that one. Like, okay. and see, and, like, and
3: I'm a Scarface fan. So that whole that whole rap a lot, you know what I'm saying? All them artists and them and Yuck Mouth, and the way that they got down, you know, and really progressed the South, because nobody wasn't talking about Texas. And, he mm-hmm. was all that at the time. You know, but they put, they put together... Even going from, from Ghetto Boys, you know what I'm saying, shoot, all the way back to see how that progression came.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I'm saying? And led into to UGK, you know what I'm saying, shoot and all that. But Devin the Dude, what he especially did with, with doing hooks for all these type of artists yeah. and still have his pen immaculate, mm. you yeah. know what I'm saying? His the when you do hear it from him, come through clowning. Yeah. It's like, Devin the Dude, he that dude, like... Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. That's all you can say with it. Like Devin the Dude is a is a fucking like anybody who would even remotely try to say Devin the Dude is not a legend, you're just not paying attention. Like you just you can't be familiar with Devin the Dude for me for you to say he's not a legend. And then he still uh,
2: dropping albums. Like, yeah, I think he dropped one last year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: and people don't talk about it. They take him for granted. But Devin the Dude is fucking amazing. Um, outside of that, uh, I got one more I wanted to hit you guys can with. I? And, Go ahead. My
2: fault. Since we're talking about Devin and Dude, I feel like one more legend that I know y'all probably may not be able to agree with me on currency. Are you familiar with currency? Ooh.
1: You think currency's a legend?
2: Oh, no question about it. like he drops music. He even says he drops them like they slippery. Mm. He's consistently dropping like five, six, seven projects a year. Okay. Like, what was it? Two was it two thousand and twenty, I think? He literally dropped a project every month. Oh, wow. Like, mm. on all streaming services. He's probably the most consistent artist that don't get his flowers. Him and Pusha T are my two legends that don't ever get their flowers, I feel like. that.
1: Don't even get me started on Pusha T. Pusha T goes down as one of the greatest to ever do it, period. In my, like, I, it's going to be one of those things where I think Pusha T won't get his flowers from, like, the mainstream until he gets, like, inducted into either the hip-hop or rock and roll hall and fame. mm
2: and that's how I feel about currency because nobody's really checking for currency. Like, he yeah. has a cult following, his cult's strong now. Okay, yeah, but um, like, he's probably he's always been in my top five favorite rappers, hands down, just because it's so relatable. Because a lot of people, a lot of people that I've talked to, like, a lot of the older folks don't like the way he rap. they say it's mm. like lazy, slow. But I'm like, yo, if you listen to it, it's really just all lifestyle rap. Yeah, he's the we don't stop you from working spokesperson, so it's just like. I don't know. But um I did have a question for y'all cuz we actually oh. talked about this on our pod today. Okay. Um can you name an artist who doesn't have a bad album? Ooh. Excluding Kendrick. <clears throat> of course. Oh wow. That's yes. Okay. Show me one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. I'm... You can't argue that at all. That
1: is... <laughs> I was I was I was about to be like, "Yeah, but speaker box the Look, No. 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 <laughs>
2: And like, I put, I mean, so like, that went that went diamond. In, yeah. in our discussion, that was one of the obvious. That was like okay, yeah. Uh-huh. For me, I thought just for what he does and like the level of skill, Ghostface Killer. Because all his all his mm-hmm. albums that I've listened to are like mm-hmm. watching the Tarantino flick.
1: That's true. But I mean, you could you could say the same about Raekwon. Only built for Cuban Links one, two. Uh, damn, he just came out with one last year, uh, a year or two ago too. But for his quality, it's been consistent all the way through. Mainstream doesn't fuck with Raekwon out solo albums like that, but I mean I don't think any of his solo albums are bad. Um, but yeah, the out- Outcast is the answer there. I don't think you can.
2: Yeah, it's undisputed. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, I can I can go outside of of hip hop and R and B though. Sam Smith.
2: Really? I've seen, and hmm. I'm not hip.
1: Sam Smith is not, especially because he only makes albums when he gets his heart broken. Fucking amazing. Like the con- <laughs> Like if he ever tries to drop... it's like you know, like some. I hate saying this because it sounds fucked up. But you know, like with some rappers, once they get clean, that first album after they get clean is trash. Shout out to Eminem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Sam Smith, I'd never want to see Sam Smith make an album if he if he's happy. If he's in a relationship and happy, he's going to be trash. I just know it.
3: Now, if we are going outside of hip hop, mm-hmm. Kurt Franklin, and he has to have legendary. This dude. Oh, done, this dude. Take that back for over thirty years, bro.
1: Lil John and Esau Boys don't have a don't have a bad album. That made, That is one of the greatest three peats in all of hip hop history.
3: You know what? Hey, that's that's real.
2: You got it. <laughs> How did I not think Lil Jon it? Man, because Crumb Juice was fire. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You yeah. got it. Yeah,
3: there you go.
1: Uh, damn, I had something I was about to ask you. You knew we got sidetracked. I forgot. My fault. What the I did No, you good. You good. Um, damn, it was somebody I was going to bring up.
3: Can J. Cole make that list? Oh,
1: no. J. Cole yeah. definitely has a whack album.
3: For your eyes on
1: it. Yeah, that shit. Really?
3: <laughs> it's, it's definitely my that's
1: bottom. The
2: goal. That's the album you picked?
1: <laughs> yeah, what were you picking?
2: uh oh. Story. No, that's not
1: a whack album A whack
2: album? That was not whack, album? bro. It has singles, but like for your eyes only. Oh, as, as as a, saw, a, that album now, the, the, thing, the thing, like, the
1: thing, that, the thing, that, thing <laughs> that hurt that album, <laughs> the thing that hurt that album is it literally dropped right after a classic mixtape. Yeah, mm. that should have been the album.
2: Yeah, but for your eyes only, man, that album made me feel everything. To me, that's what some of J Cole's best work.
1: Content wise, yeah, but as a as a as a as a cohesive project, no, that's that's no. And I'm a J Cole fan. Keep in mind, I'm the one who got in an argument with your boy Devin when he called J Cole boring. So like, oh. his his co-host on this podcast.
3: I watched that episode. It, yeah, a... I felt that. Like, but I
2: mean, he he wasn't wrong. Though. No,
1: J Cole is not boring, bro.
2: I'm I love okay, J Cole, yeah. but I also don't listen to J Cole for the same reasons I think other people do. Mm. Like when I listen to J Cole, I'm not listening for per se lyrics as I am as much as I am content. Okay, with, J., okay. with J Cole, like I f- usually feel his music, like um the Force Hill Drive album. Mm-hmm. I love that album, even though bar for bar, kind of weak. Everything you can tell a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then. I also seen him live, so I'm always biased to the artists that I see live as well. I feel you. So, um, but yeah, for your eyes only, I thought it was a great project. It was short, sweet, it brought all the feelings out that he normally does. Like, was it the last song, I think, where he used to be the ultrasound and the heartbeat? And beat? Okay. Mm. Like that. Pff, I'm at work sitting there tearing up, like trying not to <laughs> talk to nobody. Like, that's some of J. Cole's best work, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Okay. How about this? Let's let's because I can't remember the artist I was going to bring up to you. What's the? Oh no, that's what I, that, that's what was Tech Nine. Is Tech Nine a legend. Oh hell yeah. We're all from the Midwest, so it's different. I, th- yeah. I feel like this. It's hard for people <laughs> in the Midwest <laughs> to have a conversation about Tech Nine, um, because okay. how could you be in the Midwest? Like Tech Nine is a legend. If for nothing else, like as much as like we artists having their independence, he was the first artist to have. A platinum album 100% independent people never talk about that fact worldwide tours of never having a major label behind him so like tech nine is a and like rapping ability or whatnot that's why i say like some things you're a legend for what you do culturally and there are again people who are benefiting from the ground that tech nine broke who probably don't even fucking know it.
2: right because uh where i grew up like i grew up in a predominantly white area mm-hmm. and so like i saw a Tech 9 through other people's eyes in the crowds that he were brought together that he introduced to hip hop himself just by being um, I don't know if he was a juggler I'm not familiar with the whole yeah. culture yeah but just with the fa- face paint and the people he traveled with he introduced people in areas to hip hop who would never have like reached it any other way so for that I'm like yeah for sure like because I know people who will say they hate hip hop but they love Tech 9 right yeah and I feel like you you have to be a legend to get those audience who openly say they don't fuck with your whole genre.
3: Mm. Yeah, to bring them in and man. have them knowing every bar mm-hmm. and the way that he rapped. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? Like, like if you if you if you could memorize that and you're not even a hip hop fan, you know, what you just bring to the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You really put your stamp on it. Like <laughs> it it takes a special individual to have that type of power. For sure, to you cross know? genres, especially
1: mm-hmm. at a time
2: where like the internet wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That's yeah, that's all fair. Um Last last question that I got, and this came up to me right, right before we were about to start. What's the worst album by a legendary artist in your opinion? Oh,
3: wow.
1: I'll go first, since you guys are thinking. Um, and this is only, uh, this is only uh, the forefront of my mind because I had a conversation about it like a month or two ago. But Kingdom Come by Jay-Z is terrible to me. It's, it, I, I get it. We were excited to see Jay come back but i've re i've gone back and listened to the album in the last year and it's it it was worse than what i thought it was back when it first came out that album it didn't fit like jay-z's passion his bravado everything was missing from that album for me as a J fan and keep in mind i'm a J fan jay-z's birthday is the day before my birthday that's how like i i i feel like i was born to love jay-z music and that album to me i it It's two songs I can go back to and listen from that out. Everything else is... And I don't know if it was like him being in his head because it was the dame split. Cam was coming at his neck, something fierce during then. It just felt like Jay was off his game. And as somebody who's never let themselves be seen off their game, that whole album to me was just like a what the fuck.
3: I think I got to go with The Last Meal, man. When Snoop went to No Limit. Okay. And and don't get me wrong. I ain't saying Snoop always been the, the most lyricist but when you look at his body of work, yeah. you know, the albums that he put out, the bangers that he got, Snoop got albums. Yeah, his No Limit Days.
1: That, that whole No Limit era, that's why that verse is to me he lost, because he went to too many fucking songs from that era. I'm like, Snoop, what the fuck are you doing? Like, nobody cares about No Limit Snoop. But... <laughs> yeah,
3: like, No Limit Snoop, man, it, it, it wasn't it. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you had KOC? You had the dopest producer in the game at the time. Like, I, I
1: expected more. Yeah, I feel that.
2: I think I'm going to have to go, and this is probably completely different, I'm going to have to go Jesus by Kanye. Mm. That's
1: fair. That's fair.
2: And, like, because at first I thought it was like, okay, maybe I just wasn't ready for it at the time it dropped, and then I went mm. back and re-listened to it, and I'm just like, mm, still not there. But just off the top of my head, that's the one that comes to mind, because Kanye forever a legend. But I think that album... For me, it was just like it hurt a little
3: bit. All right, like all to say right. that, I think I got maybe one one or two songs off that, that blood on the leaves. Mm-hmm.
2: And it, 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 that's for production. Yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. Yeah. But beyond that, I really can't think of nothing on Jesus I really messed with. You know, even when it came out, yeah, it's nothing like that. That was about it.
1: Uh, what else I could add to that? Uh, Revival by M, for sure. That goes without saying. Um, testing ASAP Rocky was fucking terrible. Um, this is, this is, this may get me some hate. Lasers, Lupe. No, you're 100%. Okay. Oh, yeah, to, cool.
2: to me, that's my least favorite Lupe album. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's where, that's, that was like a turn in Lupe. Like at that point, it was just like, all right, he's, he's, I don't, for me, Lupe hasn't bounced back from that. For me.
2: Oh, oh, for Was it? Tetsuo and Youth, I think, was one that he dropped not too long ago. Yeah. Or the, before his latest one. That one I thought was phenomenal. Okay. And that's one of those you can flip backwards too.
3: Yeah, you're right. That was dope.
2: Um, Oh, can I ask a random music question? I know it's Mm -hmm. off topic. Okay. What did y'all think of that Meek Mill Kobe bar? Oh.
1: Listen, (laughs) there's very few bars that you can drop that universally will make people tell you to shut the fuck up.
3: Right. That was one of them. (laughs) Really? It's just like,
1: to me, it's too soon. Had that been five years from now, we're still healing from Kobe. You feel me? So, like, because of that, and I mean, it, it's this, read the room, bro. Read the room. And I don't even, right. like, using that <laughs> phrase. Read the room, man.
3: Uh, I got I got to agree with Cuz on that. And, I mean, you know, it's been a, other egregious bars out there.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, but like you said, the timing, like, you know what, what Kobe meant for the culture. We talking about the time of the anniversary. Exactly. You know what I'm That's like, what I'm saying. Like, you, you do this right now, you know? I mean, I understand, you know, trying to get paid, blow up like the world trade. I mean, you, you got other bars out there that was like, <laughs> damn, at the time. But yeah, man, I mean, you, you should have held on to that before, for for a little bit longer, man. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what if, and I was just thinking about this the other day, what if, because there's artists who make egregious bars like that all the time. Would that be different if it came from, say, Eminem, who's known for, like, antics or something like that? Or do you think maybe just because it I was... I think used?
1: anybody who would have dropped that bar... The only person who I could possibly possibly see again getting, getting away with that bar would be Drake and that's just because his friend, fans don't give a fuck what he does. <laughs> he got a
3: high.
1: That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like it like other than that I really don't think anybody else could really say that bar and it would be like, "Oh, okay, it's cool."
3: Maybe Wayne cuz Wayne be only on Only because other...
1: people at this point would, would be like, "All right, how high were you when you wrote <laughs> Exactly. <TV?" laughs> and we know exactly. he's not. So. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah, I
2: yeah, because my initial reaction, I'm like, it's a bar. Like, it made me feel something. Like, yeah. but, that's what, and that, but that's what art's supposed to do.
3: Mm-hmm. This is true.
2: But that's just purely at face value, taking away history, any personal attachments, which, again, is insensitive. Just I'm thinking from an artist's perspective.
1: Yeah. Like, I thought,
2: ooh, that's a bar. But it is really too soon. And uh, I think Freddie Gibbs had a line talking about, like, since Kobe died, now he cried whenever he got yeah. to LA. Which is, and he said that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, which Mm -hmm. more so homage than gun reference, I
1: guess. Right. It's just like if somebody after that soon after Nip died made a made a bar about getting kicked in the head after getting shot, like motherfuckers would have crucified. Still to this day, Nip is one of those people you can't. And Kobe is right there with him, and because they they were so close, they passed away so close to each other, and we're still in the middle of getting over a fucking pandemic. Nobody wants to hear the talk. Honestly.
2: that's how I marked the whole pandemic because I remember like <laughs> finding out when we uh, were working from home. Like I found out we were working from home the week
1: after Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I it's like sorry. Kobe was the last thing holding the universe together. Once he was gone, it was just all <laughs> I fell apart. Don't even
2: want y'all in here no more. <laughs> yeah, but, <home> run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. but no, I was I was always curious because I'm like I'm conflicted, but I get it though, and I, and I'm sure it has to be tough for people in LA and the West Coast. Yeah, me, definitely. I'm just a Kobe fan, like Kobe and basketball. Yeah. It's a fan. So I'll be
1: like, oh, that's a bar, but nah. All right. Last thing before we go. Um, Because people ask, and this is the thing, and maybe we can, this is what we can do. We can all come back at some point and and follow up on this. Top five, dead or alive? Corey, go first.
2: Hate this question. Today's going to be Kendrick, uh, undisputed, one through four. Um, No. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Kendrick, of course, is going to be my number one. My number two, Big Crit. Okay. Mm. Like oh, Big crit. crit again. That's another legend who don't get the flowers. I feel Only like because he he's are... from the south. Yeah. If
1: if if, if Big, if Big crit, crit was from New York, York, it would be completely different shit.
2: But like, yeah, I didn't. And that's the one concert I went to. Like, I identify with his music personally. If yeah, that's number two. Number three gonna be Currency. Um, just because, like I said before, my personal attachment to it. Um, then I would have to put I would put The Weekend in my fourth spot just because I love The Weekend and he his catalog speaks for itself. And my fifth one is the tough one. I want to say outcast, but I feel like that's obvious. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to stay away from the obvious. So fifth, I would have to probably go. I'll probably say Saba. Mm. Mm. Okay, all right. With the honorable mention of Isaiah Rashad. Okay. Okay. Cool.
3: All right. Now I think mine. Of course, it can flip flop day to day. Um, I know you said the the obvious, but I got three three sacks as the goat for mine. You know, I mean, Southern Playlist came out when I was in sixth grade. My music teacher put me on. He held me back from class like, hey, I need you to hold up real quick. Put the tape in. Like, oh, Mm. I was sold for life. So I got three stacks as my number one. Um, Jay, Scarface, Most Def, Mm. Kendrick, and my interchangeable is Cole. He can get in there most days. Um, That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's my five sixes.
2: Okay. Uh, Can I... I would, I just want to add also Wale and Kid Cudi. I feel like those are two legends that we didn't mention earlier in the conversation. Mm, okay. Um, Just because you can hear Kid Cudi's influence in today's music across the board. Like, Kid Cudi probably saved your favorite rapper's life. If you're around like, my age group, for sure. Right, right. And uh, Wale, I feel like, is just one of the best lyricists ever to do. Okay.
1: Um, I already said, I buried the lead. Black Thought is number one for me that one of the greatest mc of all time in my opinion and i know that's not going to be a popular one but i really don't give a fuck um kendrick i mean uh kendrick j um this is where it starts getting tough <laughs> boy always
2: gets left
1: out yeah cuz it's it's difficult um we're, at, we're we're including groups right can we include groups in this ugk number 4 for me personally because ugk's music is something that speaks to my soul and where i am to this right now as a man Ugk's music speaks more than what my mindset is right now than probably anything else. Um shit. I I gotta give it to X. DMX. Yeah. And 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 5B, I would say, including the mixtapes that dropped around this time, Carter 1 through three Lil Wayne. So that's it. but DMX to to this day, like, especially as a man who admittedly went through depression and came out, like DMX's music is just it's soulful to me. Like it's gospel, yeah,
2: So if so. I could add one more, I know I'd add like ten now <laughs> <laughs> uh first three album, Kanye okay, yeah. so, no, I didn't uh, even say first four like uh the, up to, up until my beautiful dark twisted is fantasy that Kanye was amazing
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I wish we had that that we need that kanye right, right now, man um
2: have you ever listened to uh consequence?
1: Yeah. Like course.
2: his old what, have, was yeah. what was the project? Was it uh, shoot not good ass job? I forget the name of the, the project. This cartoon with him on the cover. Um oh shoot, I can't think of it. I'm gonna have to look it up later. But yeah, that's when I realized I didn't know that he wrote for Kaya. Yeah. And mm. so to me that's a new Kaya project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Going back and listening to it, right. yeah,
1: yeah, and he yeah. hasn't been the same yeah. since him and Consequence fell out. That's the reason for that. But, but um, uh, all right, uh, go uh, ahead and give him your uh, social media, Corey. Give him your social media. Let's get the fuck up out of here.
2: Um, you can follow me personally at the Work Husband a or T H E W R K Husband, and then you can follow our podcast, the Socially Unacceptable Podcast, at a Dope Little Podcast, um, A D O P E L I L Podcast, and then also every other week we also do the Ty-ish Podcast. Really dope. Uh, but definitely encourage people to check it out. I'm not used to talking about myself, so I'm apologize. For <laughs> but yeah, that's nice.
3: all, all right, Cuzo. All right, uh, you can catch me at Instagram, Snapchat, Dem underscore Donna, D E M M underscore D O D D A. Also check out the Sism Podcast on Young Neil's channel on Facebook. I mean, not, not, sorry about that on YouTube, YouTube. I do apologize. It's the bourbon. My bad. <laughs> but Young Neils podcast on um on youtube we're on spotify anchor all your major streaming social sites check us out
1: there you have it. you can follow me at ceo hayes at ceo h-a-i-z-e on every social media platform that i want you to follow me at you can follow the podcast at awaken Pod or at the awaken Soul pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns gmo.com. and then lastly if you want to send us a voicemail so i can play it on the podcast you can do so at 614 547 2039 we are the number one podcast for the culture and this week i'm out this bitch peace that's it we did it that
2: was that was, that was fun that was yeah it that was, was fun man yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was dope <laughs> nice. that was that was fun.
0: Fun. this has been a presentation of the break break media